Come on. Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. I have problems with teenagers walking across my lawn, and that is universal. I don't care what religion you are, what you believe or don't believe, don't walk on the damn grass. Yes. Dave and Mahoney. Jesus so walked across water, not lawns. <laughs> yes. All right. And now, this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? Yeah, this is going to be a pass for me. They're saying that companion robots are going to be a thing paired with some AI. They say that one day they can help alleviate loneliness among isolated people, according to new research. Up. You've always talked about you would be down with a sex robot. I now be, what, a companion robot? I don't. That's that sounds terrible. Why? Because they're going to ask you like questions about yourself. Yeah, like let's cuddle. Like, what are you talking about? No, like the sex robot. Okay, fine, cool. What happens when the spark fades, Dave? And then you just need somebody there to talk and listen. Uh, So they say right now the evidence points to having a real friend as the best solution, but until society prioritizes social connectedness and elder care, robots are a solution for millions of isolated people, according to a professor at Duke University. So they're saying that robots can reduce stress, loneliness, and can help older people remain healthy and active, meaning they can remain in their homes. And like if they're helping them, I mean, we all use robots all day, every day, whether we know it or not, right? Mm-hmm. Like our phones and our watches and all that stuff is connected. Um, and a lot of that stuff does help with like staying active because like we are, we're all on the little thing where if one of us works out, the others get a notification. And if you don't work out for like four months, like me, Moni and I have been, then uh, no I'm notifications. Like, that's still, we're still connected there. Yeah, <laughs> and Audrey gets uh, she shames us for that. It's fine. No, that's not true because I've been right there with y'all over the last four months. I'm like workout who don't know her. <laughs> yeah, I'm busy. It's too hot out. Leave me alone. It is uh, some good news today as well, and I don't know why this is taking so long, but the FDA just approved uh, the first over the counter birth control. Yeah, man. So I yeah. mean, like they they've had condoms obviously available over-the-counter forever, but for whatever reason, the pill has not been available. just strikes me as kind of weird. According to the FDA, nearly half of the 6.1 million annual U.S. pregnancies are unintentional. Yeah, man. you know, having access to uh, contraceptives kind of seems like a good idea. Yeah, if you don't want to have a kid, yeah, that kind of plays plays, uh, an integral part there. Audrey, over to you. Good? It's about damn time, right? Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like there's just... I could say so many like duh, of course, things whenever it comes to something like this. But um, just make sure that you're reading the back of the box. Yeah. Yep. Because I know somebody who tripled up on a pill and, and got pregnant. Tripled you, up on a pill? Because you forget a pill, you have to double up. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah. Just make sure you're taking it at the same time just every day. Just make sure you're paying attention. Because just because you take the pill doesn't mean that you can't not still get pregnant. Wow. You know? Uh, but yep, so uh, for the first time, it's going to be available over the counter. So that means that no prescription needed at drugstores, online, grocery and convenience stores. So it should be more uh, more readily available. Good job. It's the Dave and Mahoney Show. So we've talked about this many times over the years on the show about how in America, it feels like we really need a digital bill of rights. And Europe has actually been ahead of America on this for quite some time now. Uh, Audrey, you shared an interesting article the other day about how certain adult sites uh, track everything that you do. And when I'm talking about adult sites, there's one particular hub that gets like two billion people going to it every single month, which is pretty unbelievable when you consider that, what, there's like seven billion people in the yeah, entire Yeah, and world. then this one particular hub website that is actually a umbrella company for more 
well, other adult sites as yep. well. So even whenever you feel like your data is safe and you're going somewhere else, your data is still being mined. And they're tracking everything that you're doing. And if you've ever noticed, if you search anything, next thing you know, you're getting a whole lot of that with with on another visit. And you're like, how is that? What's going on here? Yep. And it's because they're tracking everything that you do. Everything's tracking. Well, us. now Massachusetts lawmakers are weighing a near total ban on buying and selling of location data that's pulled from consumers' mobile devices in the state. Yes. And when you think about it, you're like, how on earth is it even legal right now for people to be mining where you physically are, are in order to like sell you crap? Well, and you can you can narrow it down, man. It's it's a, it's crazy the amount of data that is out there. It's crazy the amount of data that gets tracked from us. And I'm with you. Like, I'm glad that Europe's doing something. But, like, if it's good enough for Europe, it should be good enough for America, too. But I also understand that there's a lot of, uh, you know, let's just call them older politicians who don't understand how technology works. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, they do. They're just being lobbied in the correct ways in order to remain in office. And thinking about it from a, from a oh, my gosh, how in the world am I going to get out of this data mining circle of hell? Um, thanks for Europe. Thanks to Europe for leading the charge. <laughs> but I don't, I don't foresee this happening in the States anytime soon. I, re- I really don't. Because really, there's too much money in it. Yeah. There's just way too much money in it. But again, like, th- I totally agree with you, and that's just so disheartening. It it's is. like, it's not going to change because there's too much money in it. Well, what about what's good for people? No, like nobody cares about what's good for us. Nobody it's, cares. It's the almighty <laughs> dollar, man. It, is, man. it really is. It, it, it sucks. Because these companies can exist without having to track your physical location. I agree. Even something as innocent, though, as thinking about every time you put your phone number in into a grocery store, they now have all of your data on how to how to uh, advertise to you based off of what type of groceries you buy. Groceries you, know? you buy, your cell phone number, yeah. what the credit card that, that you, you use, you use the zip code that's associated with it. It's, it's as, in- as from as innocent as that. I mean, I mean, I say as innocent as that. Don't you remember just a few years ago when Target had a huge data breach oh, yeah. and everyone who had the red card or even just put in their phone number, you were a victim of a data breach? I mean, it's just... It is, I don't know how we go through and create laws after being so far ahead of where we needed to implement those laws. It's just like we're we're too deep in the trenches. I'm with you. I just feel like they've, they've got to at least they try do have something. To. They've right? got to try. I, I like that Massachusetts, are, they're at yep. least talking about doing this. I mean, obviously, we don't live in Massachusetts, but uh, it sure would be nice if somebody is kind of like the trial runner for this yeah. and sees whether or it not it start, works. It starts with one, and then it can spread if it, yep. they see it can be done. Stop with the cookies. And this is really like, who's out here? Like, I mean, I, your politics aside, who who's out here like, you know what? I want my location tracked and uh, buy exploited. and sell my information yeah. at free. And let will. me get nothing from it. Exactly. You can buy and sell my information. Just come in, bitch. Yeah, yep. man. <laughs> That's exactly right. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833 Yo Dummy. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. What's the most expensive piece of memorabilia that you own? It could be sports or movies. Also, how much would you sell it for if you had to? Message deleted. So I've never like gone crazy when it comes to sports memorabilia. I do have a decent amount of that stuff that I've gotten, and normally it's from charity auctions, mm-hmm. and it's for a good cause, and so that's how I justify it. Um, but probably the most expensive thing that I ever purchased at one of those charity auctions was I paid, I think it was Fifteen or sixteen hundred dollars 
for an autographed John Elway jersey. Okay. And I don't even like the Denver Broncos or John Elway. The reason why I purchased it is because there was somebody else that really wanted that John Elway jersey that mm-hmm. was a co-worker of ours. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that they were bidding on it. And so to spite them, mm-hmm. I decided that I was going to outbid them regardless of how high they went. And it turns out their limit was, I believe, $1,450. Mm-hmm. And you know that it wasn't just me that you did that to? I know. It was you and somebody else you, that me ganged and, up on me. Yeah, me and Morty. You and Morty <laughs> were both bidding on it. And I'm from Denver. That's uh-huh. where I was born. It's yeah. my favorite football team. My yeah. favorite football player of all time. I didn't know that about you, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I want you to know that I have that jersey in a box. In a box somewhere. Dave. <laughs> you a-hole, man. You, no, I'm that, kidding. That's, that's hilarious. I've got a shadow box it's for him. Box, yeah. it, yeah, it's in a shadow box. Where is it next to? What is it next to? It's it's actually next to a uh, Warren Moon jersey that was from a different auction. Warren oh, Moon nice. jersey. Cool as hell. Who did you buy that out from under? <laughs> <laughs> from Mahoney. <laughs> Everyone that I love, I hate. <laughs> so, that's pretty funny, though. Sorry, Chris. Uh, the, that's all right. The only thing, I don't see, I don't have any, like, memorabilia memorabilia, but I have... Uh, I have a signed, autographed 8x10, glossy, from the greatest hockey fighter of all time. Chuck Norris? Tony Twist. No. Tony Twist, really? (laughs) That's that's the one thing you have? I've had that. He came into my steakhouse 25 years ago Uh when he was playing for the Blues. Was he carrying around 8x10s? He had them with him. Oh, of course he he did. I mean, you know, he this guy... I mean, I think he scored like five goals his entire career. Doesn't matter. I was at a game where he scored two in one game. Really? Against Tampa. It was the great one of the greatest games I've ever you, been to. You witnessed 50% of his total goals? Yes. <laughs> uh, and I also have a piece of AstroTurf from like Bush Stadium. But I don't know. That's worth, cool. None of that's worth anything. The, the coolest thing that I've got is a signed Mike Tyson boxing glove. I, I mean, that's. I've got the, uh, the punch out. Uh, picture from from the from the from the game of him autographed. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's My really cool. That. Yeah. I got one more that I think is pretty cool. What is it? Uh, you ever seen the movie Django Unchained? Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I got that movie script with everybody: Quentin Tarantino, Samuel L. Jackson, Leonardo DiCaprio. The script? The script autographed by everybody. How much do you have to pay for that? It was a gift from a friend, actually. Really? And I've never had it like appraised or anything. But huh. are you sure that the friend didn't just no, sign the autograph? He, he, he actually well, you can print he out the script. He collects you know? memorabilia, like his. Uh, house. Uh, it's full of everything. Oh, so that's wow. sick. That's a yeah. really cool game. That's game. a really, really cool and, game. And just like with your Elway jersey, it sits in a box in, in a closet somewhere. Did you have to, like, because you're a white man, did you have to go through the entire script and, like, take a couple words out? <laughs> it's redacted. <laughs> Never even touched it. This right. is the white man copy. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot look at certain words. Yeah. Sorry. Please leave a message after the tone. What's something that is not illegal but completely evil? Message deleted. I mean, it's illegal to, like, throw cigarette butts out the window, isn't it? Yes. It is. Yeah, that's, it's li- that's littering. Yeah, and yeah. They've, 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 luckily, they've amped those fees up in many places pretty high. What's, you know, like predatory lending. You know, it's legal yeah, in yeah. many places, and uh, that's just evil in a lot of ways, man. Like, when you, you get, like, a 10,000% APR. Overdraft fees. Yeah. yeah. Overdraft fees should be illegal. Not returning your shopping cart. That's what I thought, too, Chris. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get tased on the spot. Please leave a message after the tone. Summer's here. Nothing like jumping in the pool after a long day of work and uh, cooling off and enjoying the summer heat. I'm just curious what swimsuit you guys would wear. Dave, I see you in the board shorts, especially hanging out with all those kids. Mahoney, I'm torn with you. You're either wearing a 1920s 
one-piece swimsuit, <laughs> or you're wearing a Speedo with ruffles on the butt. Not sure. <laughs> and Audrey, well, Audrey, you can wear whatever you want. Have a great day. Message that deleted. is so funny. I absolutely envision Mahoney now in a 1920s style, like the uh, the the almost wrestling suit, like the Borat suit, <laughs> like the, the striped ones. The you singlet, know? Yes. They, like wear, a- they wear the top hat with it too. Yeah. And you couldn't be further. I wear bright. From Lululemon, they've got like uh, tropical. It's a tropical print, and they're shorty shorts. It's like a three and a half inch inseam on those on those shorts. Again, I say your wives have trained you well, both of you. I know you two do. You too, Dave. I you know, also yeah. are in the hoochie daddy shorts for the summer, aren't yeah, you? The, sh- the short shorts. I just got to get Show them Yeah. Only problem is when your gut hangs lower than your shorts. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. So what is a purchase that you make that your significant other shames you for? I'll start. My wife walked into my office, and my office is a bit of a mess right now. We're still in the process of getting stuff moved I mean, you're unpacking Your house is still technically under construction, right? We still do not have a kitchen, which is fairly inconvenient. I would think that would be the first thing, maybe outside of a bathroom, that would Mm. be done. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't really need a kitchen. What? Because you can order food. We have kind of like a makeshift kitchen, you know, with like the air fryer and the coffee maker. That's not a kitchen. Make a bathtub gin. Yeah, Yeah, it's the toilet bowl wine is when I realized that I hit a new low. But anyway, house is kind of still a mess and my wife walked into the office and normally I would do a better job at hiding this stuff. Uh, But she walked in and had a question for me. What are all these lottery tickets? And I said, honey, these are for our family. And she said, no, they're not. Why is there so many of them? I mean, how many are we talking here, Dave? It was a healthy stack. You don't and have so Keno the, anymore. What the, are you supposed to do? The reason why there's a healthy stack is because I am bad at checking to see if I've won anything off of them. Normally, I don't. You've been playing it as it's been getting higher. And so she was sitting here shaming me for what is obviously an investment in our family's future because mm-hmm. you're going to make fun of me. Until I win, and then what's going to happen? Hmm? So, what would be your rebuttal to your wife? What is something that she purchases that you find to be silly? Everything. Everything that she buys that is decorative, I find to be unnecessary. Our house already looks lovely, sweetheart. We don't need another lamp. I don't care if it's on sale. There's three lamps sitting over there. You haven't even taken out of the boxes yet. What do you do with the old lamps? I don't know. You know what? That's a damn good question. Where are those I lamps go? I don't even know where the lamps go. Is there like a lamp graveyard somewhere that I'm not Is aware your wife of? Flipping she probably sells interior them. furniture. <laughs> Maybe. Is that what's going on here? So, I mean, that's. I mean, my wife would judge judges me when I buy scratchers too. Same yeah. thing, yeah. similar thing, or play slots. Yeah, you know, well, she's the like, slots is probably good. Your I mean, that's, wife judges you when you order pizza and all of that. You have to hide your your fast food and you dump it. Where do you dump your food in? Mahoney right? has a route that he yeah. goes uh-huh. in his garage to avoid the cameras, so that way, he, like Mission Impossible, it's just to throw away a pizza box. Put putting that. Putting that damn ring camera in my garage was a mistake. Mahoney mistake, drops man. in like James Bond over the garbage can so that <laughs> just hangs flying down like Ethan Hawk. <laughs> uh, this one from Denise said, stuffed and ceramic gnomes. They make me happy. And if mama ain't happy, no one's gonna be happy. That's odd. 
Uh, stuffed and ceramic gnomes? A little bit, yeah. I mean, I mean like, there, how many gnomes is too many gnomes? I mean, I feel like I would not care until we reached a threshold of too many gnomes, and then we would need to have a conversation. Depends on how many rooms it's currently taking up in yeah. your life. And you never realize how much stuff and how much junk you have until you move. You're like, until do you I move. need this? I don't need this. But yeah. then sometimes you overcorrect. I was trying to I was trying to cook yesterday. Mm-hmm. Realized I did not have a spatula. You ousted your you spatula? just now realized. Dude, you've been in your house for, there for months, three months, for a quarter, and you have done, like for the, the first time you realized I'm on a spatula. I was cooking eggs. Just go to the Dollar Tree. No, you can get a dollar. You can get a one dollar spatula. I'm not gonna, that, I feel like that is just cancer waiting to happen. What? Uh, no. Mike, Mike said I have over 100 fishing poles and hundreds of lures. It's not my fault. I still use these same three lures, and I have two favorite poles. If the world goes crazy, I have enough stuff. For us to catch food with. That's right. He, he'd teach he's, a man to fish. He's right. He is prepared no matter what. And he will drink all day. <laughs> <laughs> Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. The strangest, strangest, strangest dumbest, 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 and funniest audio from the depths of the World Wide Web. This, 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 this is the Internet is Undefeated on Dave and Mahoney. You know, I've taken the advice of both you, Mahoney, and you, Audrey, about curating your feeds online to make it more joyful. Because for the longest time there, there was so much negativity that I was seeing online. It's like, man, I'm following the wrong people. I'm just doing the wrong stuff. What am I doing on this particular platform or that platform if all it is is making me angry or anxious or pissed off, whatever it is? You have to take accountability. Yep. I mean, as silly as that sounds, if you want your feed to look a certain way, they create the algorithm in a specific way for a purpose. And now... Proud of uh, you, Dave. Yeah, now I find myself laughing at the internet much more often and sharing things that are fun and funny as opposed to all of just the negativity that was out there. Hide people you don't like or unfollow them. Mute the mute button. Wow, chef kiss. It is amazing how quickly people just vanish from your life. You never think about them ever ever again. See you never. Yep. Uh, This piece of audio uh, is rather delightful. It is a young kid running up and telling his dad that he got into a fight. Found out it was kind of for the wrong reason, but this was actually recorded on a security camera, so have a listen. I just got into a fight! What? I just got into a fight! What are you talking about? Look, take a look! 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 Look, take a That kid said, I beat him up. I whooped his ass. Hey, man, you steal my bike, that's an ass whooping. Like, there was did you nothing. Hear, did you hear what the dad said? He gave it he to gave him. The bike no, to the I know, but kid. as a kid, you know if somebody took your bike and you were bigger than them, you'd fight them. So there's a social media account called There I Ruined It, and it's reworking classic songs to suck. And they did a uh, K pop version of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, uh, good. Nirvana, eh? Teen Spirit. That is one of my favorite accounts to follow on Instagram right now. They have like Snoop Dogg. 
singing like he's from a you know like the 1920s. Yeah, like uh, you know other like Elvis doing doo wop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, that was, sounded like we were playing DDR. Do you remember that game, Dance Dance Revolution? Yes, I do remember <laughs> that. That was like the Dance Dance Revolution version. So speaking of AI, they're doing a whole lot of, you know, taking popular artists and then having them sing songs that they wouldn't normally obviously be singing. And we have a couple of those as well. Uh, Elvis Presley doing Baby Got Back. You want to hear that? Sure. Oh, I like great butts and I cannot lie. You are the brothers I can't deny it. And when a girl walks in with an itty bitty waist and a round teeny in your face, you get sprung. You get sprung. Oh, you get sprung. <laughs> I love it. Deep in the jeans she's wearing, I looked and I can't stop staring. Baby got back. My anaconda. This is what AI is. This is yes. the this is the good that AI does, not the evil that it's taken the jobs and ruining everything else. This is what AI was uh, wow. going okay, for. And, and I can either play you "Thriller" by Freddie Mercury or "Barbie Girl" by Johnny Cash. No, I already know what that's probably going to sound like. Do the Freddie Mercury one. Okay, here's "Thriller" by Freddie Mercury. Try to It's a little too close. Yeah, yeah that one's yeah. not as good as the Elvis one. Uh, and finally, uh, to round us out today, and the internet is undefeated, is, uh, is this young kid talking about how it's just too damn hot outside. I think we can all relate. Why are you crying? decide that we're going to retire. Dave, that would be the Villages of Florida. The Villages is partially a retirement community, and it is metal. There's always crazy stuff that is happening in the Villages. I don't want to live in a boring retirement community. I like living in places where there's a lot of action, and just being able to, like, sit on the porch and watch drunk old people You're crash into each other on liar. golf carts. It's oh, no, no, no. You retirement just got mad at somebody walking on your lawn. You do not like living where action is. That's a teenager. That is, that is totally different. That's a teenager. That a teenager. That was, if that was an 85-year-old walking across my lawn, there's I'm no, down for that. Oh, there's nothing, okay. yeah. there's okay. nothing better than yelling at an old man to get off your lawn. <laughs> oh, the irony. Old on old crime. Yeah, that's right. You, that Uno reverse, man. Well, I got one for you today, Mahoney. This one comes to us from the villages, and he has been sentenced to anger management after he got into a brawl at church. <laughs> Happens, man. I mean, the, the the spirit gets inside of you, and next thing you know, his name is Doug. He's 74 years old. He was uh, in an altercation at the Trinity Lutheran Church. Uh, the 80-year-old president of the church said that Doug grabbed him by the throat and choked him as they were preparing some food in the church kitchen. Doug, he's a big old boy, 6'2", 260 pounds went on to grab the 82-year-old senior pastor as well and put him in a headlock. 
He also punched a senior pastor in the face, and he broke his glasses. And all he got sentenced to was anger, anger management? management? Yeah. He actually, beat up a church elder who was 80-some-odd years old? Well, as a pastor. This is this is after he went to jail for 28 days because he also skipped a court date and jumped out on his bond, so they did lock him up for 28 days. Hey, but. I don't know which ones would not work him more, church or, or jail, but he is not learning his lessons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this man is not uh, good on reform. <laughs> and uh, one other thing coming to us out of Florida. Uh, you know how they have those, like, python catching contests. Well, yeah. it's a real problem down there. I know. Because, I, I know. mean, they are an invasive species that and they can eat children. So they just caught a record Burmese python. Uh-huh. 19 feet long. Gross. Hell no, man. That is... It is draped across three different humans over I hate their that. shoulders. Uh, that thing is feet. disgusting. Get it feet. <laughs> and this is, again, why... You know, I try to remain open-minded and accepting of all. But, dude, if you're a snake, dude, I just can't. Yeah. Like, I, because you know why? Your snake gets too big, and then you release him to the Everglades, and then next thing you know, we got to send out a squad of dudes out there to hunt these 19-foot pythons down. Very specifically, Jake the Python Hunter. That's his name. That's what they had to send out, and he caught the 19-foot-long snake. That's a two-story tall snake. What do you think snake tastes like? Chicken. Chicken. This is David Mahoney. You know the songs, but do you know them when they sound this bad? It's It's Cover Your your Ears. A Dave and Mahoney. Sherry is joining us for a round of Cover Your Ears today. How you doing, Sherry? Excellent. You ready to knock this game dead? It's real simple. All you got to do is figure out the original artists and songs that are being sung. And the challenge, of course, is that some of these are not so great. We do have some that are pretty popular today. We have one that's 98,000 views, Mahoney. Okay. Another one that's almost 9,000. But the first one here, it's only got 16 views. Okay. So, yeah. Um, again, 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these. Let the full 30 seconds play out before you make your guess. Here we go with number one. And girl, it's been a long time that we've been apart. Much too long for a man who needs love. I miss you since I've been away. And babe, wasn't easy to leave you alone. It's getting harder each time that I go. If I had the choice, I would stay. Beautiful. Just beautiful. All right, Cherry, do you know it? I know it. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I don't know it. You got a couple of lifelines. That was tricky because a lot of times we'll have the backing track, and that helps you out. Mahoney, you look, I don't, I don't. Mahoney can't help. I feel like we might be able to get there together. Can, uh, I, I know I know the band. If if I think. If she tags you in, you guys can work okay. on it together. So, Sherry, do you want to tag in Audrey on this one? Yes. I okay. think it's Scorpions. It is Scorpions. And then it's, there's no one like you. There you go. Yeah, it's is no one like you. Yeah, it's oh, no I was like just yep. thinking that was the yep. song. Yes. I was trying to get, because that was the next lyric on yep. there. So, oh, oof, okay, there we go. There you go. <laughs> Unintentional <laughs> half. On the I board no with clue. a full point, thanks to Audrey, but Audrey is burnt as a lifeline. Here we go on to number two. Just a mess around on your 
And that's 30 seconds right there. That one's got 8,900 views. Not so, bad. actually, yeah, and it's not, not terrible, but not great. Not great. Okay. Sherry, do you know it or do you need some help? I think. That it's Pearl Jam. I mean, you're in the, you're in the right vein. Kind <laughs> the this right is one vein. of those songs that I've heard a it's thousand a, times a, and I just a, can't think of it's it. It's a grungy artist. Yes. Yeah, but wrong coast. Mm, I'm going to have to tag in. One of my favorite bands from the 90s with, I think they had five number two hits. Never got a number one. Never got a Never. number one and they hold a record for that. That is Collective Soul. And December. December. That is correct. Yep. I was like, think it's yep. cold December. Yep. Yep. <laughs> was I was I mixing two songs there? I don't know. Okay, so we we have the the first one had sixteen views. Then we're kind of going back and forth with the the last one eighty nine hundred views, and now this one has five views. And, and Sherry, you're you're out of lifelines, so you gotta get all, yeah. get all these yourself. Here we go. Just gotta get two out of the three. Here we go. For it, you got off there. Yeah, a little, little off. There. You missed. You missed that cue, buddy. Uh, Sherry. Oh my gosh. Uh, is it Dave Bowie? It's a David, as in is David Byrne. Mm. And his band was. It's a tough one. It's all right if you don't get this one. It's all right. Can't. Yeah, yeah. I have no clue. That was uh, the Talking Heads and Psycho Killer. All right, here we go. This next one. 98,000 views. Wow. So, okay. good wow. luck. Here we go. Bum, 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 bum. Hush, little baby, don't say a word. And never mind that noise you heard. It's just a beast under your bed. In your closet, in your head. Exit light. Enter I didn't want to stop it. Interesting creative uh, take there. So this guy is actually a pretty popular lounge singer. He's been doing shows all over the place, all over the country for uh, for years Decades now. now, yeah. Yep. And I'm curious, Sherry, if you know that one, because you need to in order to stay alive here. Is it Metallica, Never Neverland? It's Metallica and... You're getting close with We're... the name of the song. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're close. Think about the uh, main Never word. Neverland? Uh, That's going to be. Uh, I'm sorry, Sherry. I appreciate you playing today, though. All right, that means that we are going to go to our backup contestant who is on the line, and uh, Chris is with us. Chris, are you in an aircraft of some sort? What is happening? A spaceship, maybe? <laughs> All right, Chris, here's how this works. I've got I've got one more tune to play for you. By the way, that was Enter Sandman, in case From you were From Metallica. From yeah. Metallica. She was close. Yeah, and that was Richard Cheese was the artist there, but here you, we go. And go ahead and turn off your radio in the background as well, please. Yeah, so Chris, here we go. If you get this one correct, you are going to to get it today and you're going to win the tickets. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. 30 seconds on the clock. It all comes down to this.
100 views on that boy. Uh, Chris, can you dunk? Can you get the win right here off of one? It sounds familiar, but um, <laughs> um, I think I need some help on this one. There's you know, no, there's there's no, no lifelines. There's no lifelines. You're done. You're done. You're done, Chris. You're done. You're done. Thank you for calling in. One of the things, one of the things, Mahomes. One of the things, though, about this game is that it is tough when you're put on the spot. And Chris probably just didn't realize that we were going to come to him. So. Oh that my God. That was Welcome to the Jungle. Yep. By Guns N' Roses. You may have heard that one before. They may have said it seven times in that song. Yeah. Welcome to the Jungle. Well, but you know what? There was also four before him yeah. that also yeah. got no, wrong. It, was, no, no. it, it was, wasn't it was, just Chris. It, it, it was all terrible. No, no. Horrible. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. So Audrey has got her little dog, Elmo, in the studio. And uh, I've got a bone to pick with you, Audrey. It has been quite some time since we have had Elmo in the studio, and I am mad at you. Two weeks, she's become a celebrity as well. I know. She you, were went- in the, you were in the graces of a internet celebrity. And you know what? It doesn't even seem like it's gone to her head. No, she's very humble. Yep. She knows her worth, though. I will say that. She definitely is. She well, Okay, all this drama aside. Whenever I brought her in today, she knew exactly where to run to. She came straight up the stairs, straight to you guys while well, trying to find you guys. And uh, I think she likes going to work more than you, Dave. She's well, got her jeans on. I respect that. Well, we missed her when she wasn't here. But you've had uh, some something unfortunate happen. And, and I think this is the first time since you've had Elma where there's been a situation like this where you actually got kind of uncomfortable, right? Because you were out and about and there was a mom and some kids and it just got kind of out of control. So I don't know if I'm in the wrong here because I'm not a parent. Yep. So Dave, other parents. <laughs> please, when you're referring please to me in. for this story, call me daddy. Thank you. Okay. Father. <laughs> Papa. <laughs> Peepaw. I, peepaw. Peepaw. Oh, no, peepaw. no, Dave's a peepaw. Oh, Don't call me a peepaw. Dave's a peepaw. Oh, peepaw. I felt like I was being kind of taken advantage of in the situation where I felt like I was being a, the stranger kid's nanny for mm. a moment. So I went in to go get my uh, oil changed yesterday, which took about 40 minutes. And because uh, they did a whole cleaning too, so it took a little bit. But um, Peepaw likes... So I, yeah, no, that's a, that's a nice little perk (laughs) sidebar here. I went to a place where they detail your car, wash your car and do the oil change all for the cost of the oil change. Wow. That is great. Yeah. They don't pay me. So I'll tell you about it off air. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so I'm sitting there and uh, there's four kids all kind of like, I could see circling around, kind of trying to suss out the puppy or whatever. Roughly how old are we talking about? Uh, The oldest was six. Okay. Because the six-year-old told me their age, and then six and five, three, and then one was being held. So, so about the age of my kids. Exactly. Yeah, okay. I, this is perfect then. Yeah. So as I'm sitting there, you know, I can see them walk back to their mom and be like, there's a dog over there. And she's like, I could hear her ask, probably loud enough on purpose, so that she knew that there were children going to be coming my way. Go ahead and ask if it's okay for you to pet the dog. Yeah. And of course, like I, anybody, I'm like, sure. Cause it's part of I wanting me wanting her to become adjusted to kids, strangers, like whatever. I don't want her to like, you know, become a barking dog. Skittish or yeah, exactly. anything like that. Yeah, all, she's all pretty that. well adjusted so far considering she's the most. Very you know, chill. Every Well, everybody just instantly fawns over her and heads turn anywhere you go. So this is exactly what happens. These kids come up to me. And 
it starts off normal, did right? They, did they ask to pet the dog? They did. And, and you said yes. I said yes. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and it starts off normal, pet, pet, pet. And then it turns into, you know, a lot of questions and, you know, whatever, like they're kids. I get it. And then it starts turning into not necessarily tugging, but wanting to hold the dog and kind of like, and again, if I ever have kids, I want her to be able to withstand. Kids are tough or rough, right? Especially so that like, age. And she's tiny. Yeah. I mean, she's barely over two pounds. So I'm kind of letting it still happen. You know, I'm like, okay, you know, you're doing a good job, Elmo. But then the kids start kind of climbing on me. Oh. <laughs> and, the, and the five-year-old is like playing with my necklace rubbing on my leg. Oh, my. Like, I'm, like, their mother or something. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was very, sure. like, sweet and affectionate. And I and I took it as, like, okay, like, these kids just aren't aware of other, like, stranger boundaries. And then I'm kind of thinking in my head, what if I wasn't this type of person, right? Like, they're, uh, like, at, like, Asking me about my jewelry, I'm like, am I about to get pickpocketed? You, you get <laughs> like, robbed. <laughs> like, how do you, like the five year old goes? How do you take this off? Like, talking about my bracelet. What's your mother's? What's your mommy's maiden name? Right. What elementary school did you go to? Right. There's a natural engineering you. Exactly. So, like, I mean, I, I mean, it was just very. I mean, I don't want to say I was uncomfortable, but I mean, kind of. Because the climbing on top of me was, oh, you know, pulling up, doing stuff with Elmo, but the climbing on top of me and the mom being right there and not saying anything to any of her kids. And this went on and to the point where they were asking- For how long? Like, was this a couple- Dave, I'm talking like 15 minutes. <laughs> like, Hell yeah, yeah jungle gym. She's like, she's like, I'm going to go outside and have a smoke. And the, one of the kids <laughs> spilled water all oh, over me. Oh, that is fantastic. And then I had to pretend <laughs> like my car was ready. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and she did. For these kids. Yeah, I did. And she did. The mother did thank me, you know, for allowing the kids to, you know, become socialized. And, you know, I do feel bad because a lot of these pandemic kids, they just aren't really socialized like that. And I was like, your children are homeschooled, aren't they? <laughs> like, I was just like, these are not public school babies. Like, you can tell. One was wearing a suit. A I suit? Wearing, what? <laughs> what? Like, I, I can tell. So many twists and turns now. <laughs> like, the six-year-old was, like, in a little mini blazer, like every Did, Disney kid ever. Like, it's like, why is this seven-year-old in a blazer with, like, polka dot shirt underneath? Like, it was the funniest. They were very, very cute kids, but I was just in shock at no point even the mother had any like situational awareness to be like hey why don't you at least climb off of the stranger <laughs> I like that after I mean, they got done pickpocketing you the little kid in the blazers like have you heard of essential oils no yeah. no no it's like <laughs> no, this- have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior <laughs> you're listening to the Dave and Mahoney show Yay! got a comment complaint or opinion for Dave and Mahoney Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Oh my God, would you people shut up and play some music? Every time I go to your channel, it's nothing but you guys talking about stupid stuff that nobody cares about. Quit being so full of yourselves and play the music. Radio is for music. We turn on our radio and want to listen to music, not listen to dumbasses. Bye now. You sound like you don't have a secret family somewhere. You sound like you're the life of the party. You, a lot of fun oh, I love to hang that guy. You, I bet you can juggle. You sound like you definitely <laughs> don't wake up first thing in the morning and 
take a swig of Jameson. I, He's a Jameson no. guy. How about you swallow your Listerine? <laughs> no, man. That's proper 12, man. Jameson's 12. infinitely better than that. It's too good. Yeah, it's way love, too good of a spirit. I love angry people. Like just, just, just so angry. For we what, play, baby? For what? We play a lot of music and we do talking. It's a little bit of both. And it's interesting that people get mad at us for both things. Like, there's some people that really like when we talk, and they're like, you play too much damn music. And then we have dudes like this who's like, you talk too much. You know what? We're, we're a buffet. A little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Please leave a message after the tone. Uh, call me a badass if you want. I don't care what people say. I'm swallowing my gum. Always. Oh, no. I guess according to science, I probably have like some four-pound mass of gum in my stomach, whatever. That's my excuse. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sticking it under the table. I'm swallowing it. Swallow, baby. Message deleted. No, man, that is, that is horrific. I mean... Granted, as a chill child, we believe that the gum would accumulate. We know now with the acids in our stomach, nothing is staying in there. But it still freaks me out. Don't swallow gum. I was the worst gum chewer as a kid. I actually got grounded from gum. Yeah, because you, you leave it everywhere. It I used to Get stick it everywhere. So yeah. my dad, remember that Eddie Bauer, like limit edition? Yeah, he had an Eddie Bauer Explorer. Yeah, man. With the leather seats and you were putting gum under the seats? Let me tell you what I did. So we were doing a drive somewhere. I don't know, probably going to Orlando. And I was listening to the Carpenters. <laughs> my little heads and my little CD player. And I was chewing my gum and I had a pack of Sharpies. Oh, God. I did hate. you write I on hate. his car? His Eddie Bauer I limited edition Explorer? autographed his headrest... The, head, the back of the head's the headrest and stuck gum in between where the headrest and the seat. Please touch. tell me you got a whooping for that. That is I hope unforgivable. Th- I know that's probably what th- twenty five years ago. Yeah. I Easy. hope I hope your dad writes you out of the will because of that. <laughs> this is Dave and Mahoney. Anytime I start a story with hey, there's a whole bunch of meth involved. You never really know where it's going to go, Mahoney. Uh, Dave, yeah, I do. Uh, jail or prison. Yeah, normally, usually. actually. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, it's normally normal where it ends up. I mean, we had that, that guy, uh, you know, in Las Vegas that was chucking stuff out of the window of Caesar's Palace. Meth was involved. Of course it was. And uh, it wasn't just the guy. So originally we heard that the girl was, you know, kidnapped and that, you know, we thought that maybe she was They just were like all a, tweaking, right? Yeah, she she was tweaking. And did you hear the quote from her? No. That she... Was going to hook up with this guy because she thought that he was a, quote, MTV actor. Oh, okay. Oh, don't do meth, kids. What even is an MTV actor? What does that mean? There's no actors on MTV anymore. There is no one on MTV other than Rob Deirdrick. Yeah, and he's not an actor. What are you you doing, lady? Uh, This one is a little different, though. This is... um, uh, So should we be telling people we're MTV actors? Yes, we should. We're BJs. We're BJs. It's kind of like when you send out the scam email, like... You intentionally have misspellings in it because only the dumbest people are going to fall yeah. for it type thing. It's like, tell people you're an MTV actor. Uh, again, uh, no no shame here because nobody deserves to be, you know... Uh, kidnapped. Kidnapped. Yeah. But, hey, man, make some better choices, lady. Yeah, and also this, uh, this gentleman should make some better choices as well. Federal agents have arrested a man who is accused of trafficking tens of thousands of dollars worth of meth into New Hampshire. So this 23-year-old was going to deliver 25 pounds of crystal meth. Now, unfortunately for him, it was going to an undercover agent. Um, the re- the reason that they were able to catch him so easily is because he decided that he was going to go meet this federal agent, and he wasn't able to like sniff out, oh, this could be a cop or something like that, uh-huh. or turn around or anything. No, uh, he took an Uber. 
Oh, <laughs> I like, usually when I'm dealing, you know, many, many pounds of meth, Uber, uh, my preferred method of transportation. $58,000 worth of meth, 25 pounds, and he put it all into an Uber. They say it's the largest seizure of meth in Massachusetts history, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, it doesn't seem like that much meth. Uh, but he is uh, charged with uh, possession with intent to distribute. And, um, yeah, I imagine the uh, the Uber driver, none too pleased. One star mm. or one two. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney Show. Because there's really no point in pretending to be. Hold on, what? Because there's really no point in pretending to be good at to be good at this. Oh, I. Okay, let me pick it up from here. It's an all new blooper reel on the Dave and Mahoney Show. All right, let's go around the room here. Audrey, how do you feel like you did this week? Perfect Great as perform- usual. Perfect as usual, yes. she says. Fantastic. Mahoney, not how a are single, you? Not a single bloop. I would agree. I also, there's no way, messed up anything that I was intending to say. Mm-hmm. No chance. Nope. Uh, Chris, how'd you do this week, brother? I never talk, so there, there's no chance for me to mess anything up. So. No chance. Okay, yeah. here we go. Oh, whoops, I just blooped. Well, <laughs> you just blooped on the bloop. Thing thing there, we there we go. There we go. If you worked there, you worked there, didn't you? No, you were at American Eagle. No, I I, I applied at American Eagle and did not get on. Yeah, he wasn't even ready for that. He was he's, he wasn't even area postal. Uh, Is that how you say that? I don't know. He wasn't even area postal. An area postal. Oh, I always said Aeropostle. Oh, uh, maybe that is. Yeah, Aeropostle. Yeah. yeah. Aeropostale. Give it a little extra flair. <laughs> Aeropostale. Mark Zuckerberg has actually got some abs. He looks great. I mean, he's standing next wow. to like two professional and athletes. And he looks like I an athlete. Some, yeah. Obviously, some performance enhancing, enhancing some performance enhancing <laughs> stuff going Dude, on there. Dude, I love Mark Zuck- Zuckerberg just on roids. Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, I'm banning those kids. <laughs> you just start the Holy Family? That's right. I'm disappearing. Yeah. Uh, I'm, moving, yeah. I'm, I'm, moving, I'm moving to a non-extradite in the country. Moving to a non-extradite in the country. I should have put water like underneath them for the roots to soak up the water while I was gone because I didn't have my humidifier on. There's all things that I should have done that I just didn't Wait, do. Wait, did you say humidifier? I didn't mean to, but I did. No, but I, uh, wanna, I need to own a humidifier. <laughs> my humidifier on. Humidifier. I know that our country does not officially condone terrorism. Or not terrorism, but... Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We don't, we don't uh, condone it. This, this is tor- 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 Torture of terrorists. Uh, our country does not officially condone terrorism. It's better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls, but worse than the original trilogy, which, you know, is pretty damn perfect. And Harris Ford was great in it. It was a bad story. And Harris Ford... And Harris Ford... <laughs> I'm moving to a non-extradite in the country. No, you were at American Eagle. He, was, he's, he wasn't even area postal. Area postal. Is that how you say that? I should have put water like underneath them because I didn't have my humidifier. Humidifier. Did you say humidifier? I know that our country does not officially condone terrorism. It's better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. And Harris Vote was great in it. It was a bad story. I love Mark Zuckerberg just on roids. Dave and Mahoney. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. 
Do you have a complaint? Yes. Call anytime at 833-YO-DUMMY. This is the voicemail. Hey, uh, a couple weeks ago, you guys were talking about uh, ways of uh, avoiding the traffic at concerts. Well, a few years back, my friends and I, we went to a Boston concert, and we took a friend's Class A RV. We went and enjoyed the concert, got done, went back to the RV, sat and waited until all the traffic went home, had a few drinks, made a few snacks, and then we drove home. Just want to let you know that taking an RV is a good way to go. Thanks, guys. Message deleted. I will say, uh, like having a hack like that makes a ton of sense. But if you don't have an RV, you gotta be strategic with where you're parking, or you gotta leave early. And with or, concerts, that sucks. Like with with games, it, you, you can leave early because you can catch the game on the radio, on the radio, or on yeah. streaming, or whatever, right? But you can look up the set list as well. So a lot of times, yeah. uh, that's what I do before I go to any concert. I'll just Google, you know, whatever artist I'm going to see and see their entire set list. So I know not only whenever I want to leave strategically, but also whenever I want to get up to go get my next drink. Because That's smart. That's I, I don't want to miss, you know, certain songs. It's funny because you, you've talked about doing this before and I was always kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm just going to not do that because it's something I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> it's changed. Change and then I went to see Eddie Vedder and he was doing uh, like a solo show. Uh-huh. And I'm like, surely Eddie Vedder, the lead singer of Pearl Jam, is going to mix in at least a few Pearl Jam songs. Right. Not a single one. That's why the you look show. up the set list. And I was like, why did I even come to this show? I mean, don't get me wrong. He played one Temple of the Dog song, which mm-hmm. was cool. But then all of his other stuff, not that great. But that's why he's touring as Eddie Vedder and not as Pearl Jam. I know, but you're still Eddie Vedder. You could throw in a couple of Pearl Jam nah, songs. You, it's Eddie Vedder. You know better than that. I'll tell you, when I saw Smashing Pumpkins and they didn't play a single song, they didn't like, play any of their hits. They didn't play yeah. any of their hits. Played the new album. They didn't even play any deep cuts. They played everything off a new album that was unreleased at that moment. And didn't Uh-oh. play one single song for like a, a, a encore, no, like the, uh, the adult worst. peekaboo. October 8, 2011. A day <laughs> that will live in infamy forever. They had to go on, like they were playing pretty decent sized venues until that happened. Yeah. And then they went. Then they had to go back to like clubs, the apology tour. And yeah. they're like, oh, we had to. They had to bring Darcy back into the band. They had to do. They had to like go on legit an apology tour. Going, We're only going to play. We're only going to play hits. But I will say this: if they've played my, if a band has played my favorite song You'll from leave. that band, and I feel like it's getting ready to wrap up. I will like start making my way towards the exit. Are you one of those dads that will be like easing on back and be like yeah, just watching from like right. the the, 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 the entrance, exit, like yep. the, the hallway? Yes. <laughs> like you're in the stairwell ready to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> Look up the set list and then you know when to leave, you know? <laughs> That's a move. Please leave a message after the tone. Good morning, Audrey, Dave, and Mahoney. As a left-handed person, I appreciate that we have somebody with so much clout and breaches you, Audrey, on our side. And Chris, be be a lot of submissions for Cover Your Ears coming from me. Have a great day. You guys rock. Message also, deleted. hey, man, like, there, there was no left-handed hate coming from me and Dave. My dad's left-handed, and my father-in-law is also left-handed. Right, no, there's no hatred. I'm just, you know, glad that the world caters to people that are right-handed because I'm right-handed. And sometimes I switch it, too. You do? Wait. I thought that was just once in college. <laughs> they called the stranger. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I think if you're a guy and a girl's chasing you around, threatening to uh, cut off your and she's using a machete, 
You want to take that as a compliment. Message deleted. It's true. That, that ain't a Lorena Baba just that's like a hunting hilarious. knife. That's a, that's a machete. <laughs> that's funny. She's she chasing me with a machete so to crazy. chop off my wiener. You know what? If she, she needs, needs a, a ma- if she needs a machete to cut it off, good for you, man. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> Dave and Mahoney, Dave and Mahoney. Dave, Dave and Mahoney. So Mahoney, you remember the age that you were when you started doing crimes? <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean it was a teenager. Yeah, right around, right around there. I mean we would there was petty crime that would be you know we would steal like street signs or we would you know steal a fire hydrant you know later on in life. Uh, you know, I, but I never stole a- from stores or anything like that. I never no like no See, crimes was, like that. That was kind of my thing. Like I mean I also stole street signs. I don't know why that was a thing for our generation. Yeah, dumb because that's not that's not still a thing, is it? I don't think so. I don't think it's like cool to have like a street sign in like your apartment weed anymore. Drive ooh, yeah. or the ca- the cow crossing sign. Sure, because like our our houses used to just be littered with all kinds of stuff like that. And I distinctly remember going out and like ripping whole like poles out of the ground in order to steal certain street signs. Yeah, it was a different time. It was a different. We different were time. we we didn't have smartphones. We had to make our own entertainment. Yeah, but I mean, I remember distinctly when I was a teenager, I went with some guys that blew up a mailbox, and it was like that's a retaliatory a, That's a thing. real crime. That's a federal yeah, that's a, that's, yeah. yeah, you yeah. don't do that. I, I don't know what the statute of limitations are. I didn't actually light the fuse. I was just there. I was the getaway driver. Um, but it was it was a retaliatory thing, because I guess the kid had blown up his parents' mailbox, and so yeah. they were going to blow up his. But it was it was one of those things, like, lit the fuse, start driving away, and it was like a scene from John Wick where, like, that thing blew up. Did you look back at the explosion? Oh, a real yeah. cool guy. Oh, yeah. Walked away. Yeah. Cool guys master. don't look back, man. <laughs> I looked in the rearview mirror. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but um, this is interesting because this is an eight-year-old kid that's involved in this story. Alabama police were called to a report Roll tide. of a carjacking that was done by an eight-year-old. An eight-year-old with, is carjacking? With a gun. Really? War Eagle, War Eagle. I was like, I mean, how do you get carjacked by an eight-year-old if right? they don't have a gun? Uh, you just slap the hell out of them. Like, nah, man. Yeah, I'm going to kick you, kid. I will punch you like a dog. So the police spotted the vehicle being driven by the armed eight-year-old and attempted to pull it over, and the kid wouldn't stop even for the cops. So the stolen car eventually... Life is not a video game. It, right? Like, this feels like something that this Dude, kid learned from Theft, GTA. I mean, this, this kid wasn't even... Like, Grand Theft Auto Five was out before he was born. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you... What? Mm-hmm. So, of course, the uh, the kid... Not a great driver because he's eight, ended up crashing into another vehicle. Once the car stopped, the cops detained the child and turned him over to the juvenile justice authorities. But man, if you're out here at eight years old, one, with a gun. Secondly, oh, I've got a gun. Let me go carjack somebody. That's not a great start to life. So hopefully this kid can get the help that he needs. I hope they paddle him. And his parents. I mean, for real. like For what, real, for what, real. Where are your parents where you're learning this? Uh, they're the reason. They're, they're, the, they're the reason why. Yeah, this terrible, is, yes. terrible parents. This is David Mahoney. Well, all right, dear friends. Oh, yes. All I want to do is drink beer for breakfast. We have made it to another Friday morning. All I want to eat is Empire And we are drinking once again, we are still somehow employed. We are still somehow drinking. But you know what? Let's celebrate uh, the heat of the summer. <laughs> the heat of the summer. With an ice cold alcoholic beverage, yeah. you know, early in the morning. So let's Why not? crack, crack these guys crack open. Over. And the beer that we are featuring today is the Barrio Brewing Company Citra Zona IPA. Barrio Brewing Company, one of the oldest 
breweries in Arizona. Been around since 1991. Oh, great what vintage. 1991. What are you This one. Beautiful 31-year-old vintage. This is not a 31-year-old beer. This one was uh, batch number 156, which I do like that they put that on the bottom. And they say cheers on the bottom of the can. So... The five categories in which we rate every single beer here on Beer for Breakfast. Look, smell, taste, feel, and drinkability. That is how we rate these beers. And let's just get into the look. The thing that drew me to this is just the look of the can. That's a cool can, man. It is. I mean, just good-looking can, good design on that. It has 6.6% alcohol by volume, 58 and a half IBUs, and I believe I paid $10.99 for a six-pack of this beer. So very reasonably What's priced. IBU? International Bitterness Unit. Oh, okay. I've so never known. Like, I've always heard you say that, and I've never had the courage to ask. I always just kind of fake the funk. When you're uh, <laughs> when you're hangry, your IBUs way up. Oh, okay. Yes. So this one right in the middle. Bitterness right units. in the middle. For bitterness. Uh, <laughs> let's move on to the smell. I mean, you just get hops. I mean, like this is a nice hop blend coming through there. No Big alcohol. Hops. Just yep. smells juicy. Yep. Smells smells very good. It does. So cheers, friends. Sorry, Oops, I was drinking it. I was just smelling. We're, we're just moving through. We're moving on to the taste mm-hmm. already. Let's get to the drinking of the Barrio Brewing Company's Citrusona IPA. Cheers. So Audrey is a ooh, and not a good way. She's not an IPA fan. And just, it's not, you know, I try. One, huh? I do try. Mm-hmm. You do. It's just the bitter ones. Yeah, and this one definitely has that that hop bite to it. There's no well, question, and it lingers as well. So if you're not a, if you're not a hop head, this probably is not going to be See, your I don't first feel choice. Like this one's overly aggressive. We had a couple beers. What is it? Last week, the uh, the Santan. Uh, what is it? The Chris, what we had that one in there. What is it? What was the one we did last week or the week before? Uh, the Moon Juice. Yeah, we did that one. I felt like that was. A- Hard on the hops. It absolutely was. I'm not, I'm not talking about the harshness of the hops. I'm talking yeah, yeah. about the lingering. because It's it, still it, it does the after bite. Yeah. yeah, sure. It hangs still with you. Okay. Yeah, take it. We should, I know we take should another do. drink. We should take another drink. I've been drinking since the beginning because one thing about Mahoney, one thing that you have told me as my beer sensei, sir, is that you never judge a beer on the first sip. You can't. You just cannot. And uh, I'll tell you, I'm a fan yeah. of this one. Uh, I think... You know, and no, 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 no surprise here. I mean, they this one, big hop, but I don't feel like it's a like. There's sometimes there's just some IPAs that are so hoppy that they just are they, they just lose all flavor. This one's got a nice texture to it. It's got a nice balance. It's Citra Mosaic and Simcoe, which are like I mean, Citra Mosaic are my like go-to hops when it comes to IPA right now. I don't know if this makes me a sadist, but Audrey just kind of winced. <laughs> In pain, and it makes me like it more. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we were actually just talking about uh, things that make me hungover. (laughs) Because one of the things that I have learned about myself is that I love to booze. Like, I went to college, man. Like, I've been there, done that. I I really enjoy being tipsy. But um, this tastes like a hangover to me. Okay. You asked me some things that I can tell that will give me a hangover, and it's whatever this taste is. Whatever is on the back of my of that palatable, that bitterness, I can tell will hurt me. Uh, this this beer is actually an award-winning beer. They have it on the can there at the 21st Great International Beer Competition. It got second place. New York International Beer Competition bronze medal in 2018 as well. And they put that right on the bottom. Of the, and when we started this, I was trying to read it. I was like twirling it around, trying to kind of go back and forth. If, if they win any more medals, they're going to have to get a bigger can. Bigger here. can, yeah. man, or I know. Or make the, make the font <laughs> smaller. Yeah. yeah. 
But like, hey, stop making font smaller, man. I got to, I got, I'm gonna squint when I'm reading stuff these days. Also, won Arizona Brewery of the Year back in 2018. Uh, you know, I think the taste on this again, it's it's very, it's got a nice hop balance to it. The alcohol is basically non-existent mm-hmm. in this, but I don't feel like it's masked in a way that a lot of like juicy IPAs or hazy IPAs do it. Do you I say like the ABV on this is six six. Okay, so that's pretty yeah. decent that's pretty for the size of oh, the yeah. can. It's yeah. it's appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but like this, you know, being a non-hazy, more traditional style IPA, I think it's got that nice juiciness to it, but mm-hmm. it's not too juicy, so you don't get like the too much of that like orange juice-ish feel that some of the hazies have. Uh, I'm getting a decent amount of tangerine, some mm-hmm. lemon in there. The citrus is very prevalent, and that's where we're getting that from, that citra and that mosaic. Uh, the mouthfeel, medium-bodied, bright. I think this is a pretty smooth beer overall. Um, the drinkability, for me... I mean, considering this is like between $9.99 and $11.99 at most places, you're going to find it. The price point is dead on. Yeah. So for me, that is that plays a big part in my rating for this. I think it's a, it's a nicely priced beer because in a lot of cases, you're getting beers in four packs that are $18.99. And if you're getting a six pack of beers for $9.99, $10.99, $11.99, I think it's absolutely fantastic. I think the balance is right there. And the fact that uh, it's it's readily available and available year round makes it easy to get adds into it. Ken, what do you think, Dave? <laughs> Ken, Sorry, I, no, I, feel I like get I'm your just, opinion. No, I like, gonna say. Ken, you <laughs> give me an opinion on the can. Because uh, you're a big IPA fan. It's good. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You you nailed it. I mean, there's plenty of different flavors in there. It's real easy to drink. After a couple of drinks, it gets a lot easier as far as like that hop bite goes because it just sort of mellows out. Yeah, yeah. I'm a huge IPA fan, and this one added to the list of uh, really good ones. It's all the right notes for me. Can I get a drum roll, please? Mm. Oh, Mahoney's Beer Scale Supremacy. I give the Barrio Brewing Company Citrusona IPA a 4.1 out of 5. You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Glitz, glamour, and out-of-touch celebrities. Well, that's redundant. It's Pop Trash. Dave and Mahoney. So the strike is going to ruin TV. If you haven't heard about this, there has been this big strike that has been going on for a long time now, or at least talks of a big strike that's coming. This is the first time in 60 years that SAG and AFTRA are striking together. So I think that we need to revise that. The strike isn't ruining TV. It's the people who are not properly paying people that are going to be ruining TV. Absolutely. Because so, TV so. doesn't exist without the, the creatives talent. who yes. are behind it. Yeah. No, Period. So, this, and you're right. I shouldn't frame it like the strike is going to ruin TV. The strike is going to ruin TV because all the people that are on strike are the ones that have all the talent. Yes. Yeah. yeah so but also, going on strike right now, I mean, this is... <laughs> can we just not get a consistent, like... Like, we had COVID that kind of shut everything down for a long period of time. The writer's strike and now the actor's strike. It's, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know where this goes. Well, I mean, I feel like there's this looming sense of like, okay, we're going to continue to get paid. The higher-ups, the suits, obviously. They're going to continue to get paid, continue to monopolize all of the streaming services. And kind of like, you're seeing that a lot of people aren't getting paid like really well at all on any of these streaming platforms. If you're a writer on a, on a show that becomes one of the most popular shows yep. on streaming, you yep. should be taken care of pretty much for however long your show's popular for. So I was reading up on this, and one of the really interesting things that I saw that it was part of the agreement that the studio was proposing is that if there was a background actor that was in a scene, they could capture their image and use it through AI to repurpose it 
in perpetuity for no. all of time no. with zero compensation yeah. for no. that person in any way, shape, no. or form. I hate that, Like, man. what are you talking about? It's just, it's it's getting icky to where we're, I mean, we're seeing this in all assets of, uh, of jobs, right? Where you're just trying to cut costs so that the overhead is the only thing that's actually making money. Because Nobody- you have to make more and more and more money every single year in this endless cycle. And it's like, you're already making billions of dollars, but somehow that's not enough. Well, especially in the times that we're in right now, right? Where everything is really, I mean, I have never lived in a time where everything is this expensive personally. So I can't imagine most of these people who are who are going on strike are, you know, needing to feed their families. It's not like they're young 20-year-olds who are interns You're for the most think- part, right? Like where you can say, hey, just stop paying for your Starbucks and yeah. then you won't have to worry about like your LA rent. We're not talking about the, the big stars that are out there. You know, the writing rooms are filled with people on average who are, you know, scraping by to try to just get by because they're younger, they, you know, they're they're coming up, that sort of thing. So it's like trying to get these people paid. I get it. Some of the most successful shows in the world. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, and, and then the big thing about this strike too with the, the writers as well as the actors is that the world has changed, right, because of streaming. And they're saying, hey, we're not getting the amount of money that we should for all these streaming services because these contracts were written when streaming wasn't even a thing. There was no money in it. Now there's billions and billions of dollars. in it. Yes, that's where everything is going. And so that's one of the big reasons why this strike is happening. And I understand why the talent is so pissed. And when the talent bands together like this, this is why they have a union. Hopefully it works out. So just to kind of put it into perspective, you know, we were just talking about people who are scraping by or whatever. The cast of Oppenheimer came off of the premiere because, you know, as they do, you've been seeing it with Barbie, right? The premiere you're going through and you're doing a whole promo of it. They removed themselves from the promo in order to be a part of this acting strike. Yeah, they're showing solidarity with their their, their fellow actors, with man. Peers, that's what absolutely. you got to do. I mean, that's just exactly that's what you got to do. And finally, um, the Kevin Costner drama with his estranged wife uh, is finally seemingly wrapping up. You know, there's not a lot of good blood on either side, but um, the the lawyer for Kevin Costner has now come out and said that his estranged wife was robbing him blind during their marriage, which is one of the reasons why the whole thing fell apart. Oh, it wasn't Kevin just just a lovely human being to be around. We're hearing about that on his set as well. I don't like this finger pointing at the woman thing. That's just weird. I don't like it at all. Right? Keep your it's divorce like, under. Kevin Costner seems insufferable. Like it I, also I like just him seems as- like his team is the only one who's jabbing at his now ex wife. Right? Like, you don't she's hear not saying, his team. She's not saying anything about him personally. She's saying, "I want your money." You well, know, they did. She, her camp did accuse him of having an affair on Was that on her set. camp that did that? I knew I, that there yeah, were rumblings of yeah, that. But, well, yeah. did he? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, don't I know. mean, if you had an affair, that seems like a pretty good reason to get a divorce. Yeah, I'm just glad that this whole thing is finally winding down, so hopefully we can stop hearing about it. This is Dave and Mahoney. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey guys, it's Link again. Uh, I'm right there with Audrey at the end of Cover Your Ears. I was like, how many times did I play this song on Guitar Hero and I cannot think of the name or the artist? Holy crap. Good job, guys. Message deleted. Guitar Hero is one of those games that I played morning, noon, and night. And I'm sure someone's kid or grandbaby played it morning, noon, and night as well. But here's the T. You can't find it anymore, and I don't know why. Did they sell out? Wait, right. Okay, so for the Wii. 
So you have one, but like, why can I not purchase that today? Why can I not go into GameStop or Walmart and buy that today? I think today? they stopped making it. Yeah, there was so, wasn't there some why? drama behind no, that I game? I think they got bought. Is that what it was? There was some copyright issue because yeah. of the songs. Rock band. It wasn't a copyright issue, but I think it was like Rock Band bought it out or... It, the, so then where did Rock Band go? Yeah, it was you like the biggest thing in the world for a long time. And now it's just... It was the only video game my wife's ever played. It's really? so fun. My wife loved Guitar Hero. I like, wish I mean, I they would bring it back. There were times like we would go over to like a yeah, friend's one house. skinny minute. Your wife's never played any other video game other than like not Mario once. What about... Like, did you she was think, an only did, child. Yeah, like, my wife didn't have, like, Nintendos and Segas. It's not very and, fun to play cart by yourself. She never went over to, like, a friend's house that had a Nintendo. No, I mean, she was playing with, like, dolls and stuff and reading. Like, why do you think she's smart and we're dumb? Boring. Massively successful for a reason. Man. Read a lot of books, that that well, kid. Yeah, yeah well, like, has... Cool story. You want me to show you what tube to go down to skip worlds? Oh, That's I way forgot. cooler than books. So you, you're teaching your kids right uh, now? Yeah. Do you know what you need to get your kids? Huh. You got to get them. You got to get them Street Fighter Two. I do. You got to introduce them to that world of pain. Mm-hmm. Uncle Mahoney will come over, whoop your ass with Blanca. <laughs> I'll electrocute you. That's right. Please leave a message after the tone. So at home as a family, we've been playing skeet ball. We got this cute little thing. We just throw the ball and play skeet ball at home. But my eight-year-old daughter throw the ball around in her hand, ball and say, "Come on, let's go." So that brings me to ask you guys, have you ever been around superstitious people like when they're throwing crap dice or uh, sports stars or musicians or anybody superstitious to have this regular pattern that they have to do? Because if they don't, it's all over. Message I will not hang around people who think, uh, who bet superstitiously or are bad losers. Like the thing I like about you, Dave, and I think, the, like, I think same thing for me when I lose we just accept it. Yeah, it is what it is. It's yeah. the it's the wheel. It's turning. That's that's the, the, you know we, we there have been nights where we have lost our ass. My and, brother's always like, oh, the whole NFL is fixed because I lost his bet. It's like, nah, man, you're a terrible better. He's just you're just a donkey. Like the the entire NFL did not get together and decide that they were going to miss that field goal at the end of the game, so you didn't hit your over. There's I remember Matt. we were all together doing something, probably for I, I think it was for uh, some fantasy football show that we were working on together, Dave. And your brother went to go do some bet, and I have never heard a group of men bag on a bet more. <laughs> and that's when I knew that your brother was a bad better. And yes. I did. I never had had a conversation with him about that before, but it was really. Fun funny just to watch. Yeah, you you're, you're going to be stunned, I tell you, when your 17-leg parlay doesn't hit you, donkey. Yeah. Go figure. <laughs> Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. It goes to your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen all at the same time. They're everywhere. <laughs>